Cowabunga Dudes is January 30th at 10.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. I just want to say that The Last Jedi is canon, Kyle, you stupid prick. Go sit on a shit saber. Welcome into the fourth mother box. Ladies, gentlemen, whatever you identify as, even if you identify as a piece of beige carpet, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. Today's a special day. It is February 6th. It's February already. Um, holy shit, we're off the heels of a crazy week um, of content. It just, just and, and really, it's two things, right? It's the Book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker. But before I get into any of that, hello, everybody. I'm Tom Mokery. Welcome into the fourth mother box. As always, I am joined by my co-host, um, brother from another mother, Metallica fan for life, Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the hell are you today? Hey, we're doing good over here in Chicago. Uh, we got we got a shit ton of snow, and it fucking sucks. And uh, I, I, I'm sure Mike shares my um, shares the same belief with me, and wishing that he was in Florida with you. That is right, and you did mention Mike, so we've been talking about him. Um, he is obviously someone that we like to throw Frosties in the face of, um, and he's a great number one listener of the Fourth Mother Box, including Jedi Talk as well. Um, so I want to welcome our good friend Mike Norat to the show. Mike, how the hell are you today, man? Holy cow, am I on the air? You are on the air, good sir. The turtle has hit the airwaves. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga, everybody. Even you, Kyle. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So the reason Mike, you not... are correct. You are correct. I'd rather be in Florida right now. Fuck this snow shit. Yes. Yeah. It's awful. It's like snowmageddon happened on Wednesday and it just like, it just never stopped. And now it's. Yeah. I, so, and the thing is we had worse, but it, it doesn't get better. It, it's just terrible. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are smoking out there, uh, what, you know, what you're conjuring up to get all that snow, but you better get rid of it in like three and a half weeks when I'm out there um, for my sister's wedding. So, like, hold your horses with that snow bullshit. I don't need to see any of that. So, yes, Florida, there's no snow. We're doing are, all right. Uh, are you staying with your sister for your sister's wedding? Uh, staying in a hotel in Naperville. Oh, wow. Okay. How, then how long, how long are you going to be here? March second through the sixth. Alrighty, that's that. Uh, that'll be just enough to, you know, enjoy Chicago for a bit, and then just enough time to want to get away from it. So exactly, and and a perfect amount of time to be able to see, which is going to be the best movie of the year, the Batman, uh, the late evening of the third. So, um, and we'll talk about a little bit about that because there's a prequel series that's come out. But, you know, the main reason Mike is joining us today, talking about Chicago and. You know, a while back, Mike and I made a made an agreement that he followed through on and I need to follow through on. And I've said it multiple times on air and I will. I absolutely will, because Mike, you know, dove into something he's not that familiar with. I mean, he's familiar with it now. And it was watching 
Star Wars and watching the Star Wars flicks. And, you know, he watched episodes one through nine. Right, Mike? You didn't watch Rogue One or Solo, correct? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. You can. Um, those are those are nice pieces. Solo gives an introduction to Han and Chewie and um, Rogue One connects. You know, basically it tells you how the uh, the rebellion gets the stars to the death the plans to the Death Star. But anyway, um, so Mike watched episodes one through nine. And, you know, before we start talking about Book of Boba Fett, I, I just want to talk generalities with Star Wars here. So, Mike, you know, you know. Initial thoughts, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor here, and of course I'll follow up with some questions. But you watched episodes one through nine, and you and you watched them in, in release order. So you went with OG trilogy first, the prequels, then the sequel trilogy. So tell us what's up, Star Wars. I'm actually mad at myself for not watching them originally. To be honest, I mean, really, they they were actually better than I thought. Maybe a couple of them I didn't care for, but you know, I don't know. They told a great story in all in all the sequels and the prequels and the OGs. I mean, what what was I missing? What what, what where's that rock at that I was living under so I can just blow it up right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just I mean, I was a late bloomer technically to Star Wars too, right? It it took Disney to kind of get me the nerd, the like the fan I am today, and. I was telling Courtney this the other day, um, like I never, ever thought I would know this much about Star Wars. And there's still so much about the universe to explore and expand upon with like novels and comics and, you know, media. So, so Mike, what, what, like out of the nine episodes, like, and I know you've watched them once each, but what sticks out as your favorite? Um, I guess I will just come out and say it, even though you'll, play it anyway i'll just do it now why not okay okay i know where this is going go right ahead so it and i'll do you know i'll come up with a different time for it why not um it is 10 13 in this stupid city of chicago stupid state of illinois on was it february 6th yes it is the last jedi is canon kyle you stupid wrong man look at that another big fan number one movie is the last jedi from mike okay you know what you you said that uh scott ford couldn't come on here because of technical issues but but i believe that he wasn't gonna you didn't want him to come on because he would agree with me that the last jedi is not canon no, Scott Ford is a national treasure, and he absolutely will be on the fourth mother box uh, very, very soon. Um, he really did have technical issues because I would love to chat with him more about The Last Jedi as I was defending it on the Scott Ford show uh, and back at the end of December. Thank you very much, Kyle. Have you not listened to that full episode? Damn it. So uh, I-, I was saying Scott Ford, not 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 you. Well, yeah, uh, well, well, you were thinking that I was lying about the technical difficulties, but but anyway. Um, Mike, what, what did you love about The Last Jedi? I think from top to bottom, it was probably one of the greatest movies, you know, I've seen in a while. I mean, technically, I'm late to the party, so, but I, it's just the story they told was great. Um, but I do have to say, though, as much as I love that movie, I think I'm a little bit more of a fan to Return of the Jedi. Only because of that fight scene. I think uh, I love that so, fight scene more than anything. 
So, Mike, are you going to get your check from Tom either today, tomorrow, next week? When when are you thinking of getting it? Or did he Venmo you? Well, see, here's the thing. I don't accept checks from Tom. Oh, Wendy's Crypt- gift card then. It's crypto or nothing. Okay, Wendy's gift card it is. Sure. Well, I'll take a Wendy's gift card too. <laughs> um, are you talking about the uh, Vader-Luke final battle? In, yeah. in Return of the Jedi? Okay. I, I think that was the greatest battle I've ever seen in, like, any movie that I've seen action-wise. I mean, holy shit. That got me into it, like, big time. Yeah. Can, can I ask, like, you know, these movies, like, the prequels and then the, the newest trilogy came out in our lifetime. Do you feel like other people who's like older than us where star wars came out in their time do you think they feel differently about the um the og trilogy and then the prequel trilogy versus the the new the newest trilogy well i mean i'll 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 let you comment on that one mike too but the this like the og trilogy people like the ones who are older they can't stand that well they used to not be able to stand the prequels, right? And the sequels came out, and because they didn't get Slave Leia and Han died, um, they were they were pissed off. So they just trash on that. They think Bray's and Mary Sue. Did did we really want Slave Leia in the in the, in the sequel trilogy, the newest trilogy? I mean, Carrie Fisher was what in her sixties. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't think anybody wants to see that. They just they saying, want just saying. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm with you. And R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. But um, they're they're you know. I wouldn't want that. I'm just saying these are the OG trilogy fans who just sit there in their basement. And they're like, nah, job of the hut. Nah, Luke Skywalker needs to do this. And he, you know, shouldn't cry and run into caves and like, fuck off, like, fuck off. You, you, you people don't. And I, I, I've said this argument up and down again, you know, he, he took the same path that Obi-Wan Kenobi did. So, um, that's, that's that. And we can go on forever about that. But, uh, you know, Mike, what was your like least favorite um, Star Wars movie. Um, I might have to say the Phantom Menace. Oh God! Somewhere Brad Hughes just blew up. But 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 go on. I mean, hold on. That's the one first prequel. Am I correct? Correct. I'm yeah, still... the one one where Anakin's a small like a nine year old. Yeah, and he meets Padme for the first time. So I mean, I don't hate it. But don't get me wrong; it was still a good movie. It was. I don't know. It just seemed slow to me at first. Because I even commented in, on how the fighting went compared to the OGs. And then and then I listened to Evan talk about um, Spider-Man No Way Home. And it was kind of similar to my thought about the fighting in Phantom Menace. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now I'm overthinking it again. Yeah. Because I, I understand what you said about, you know, the technology and all that. It the fighting didn't need to be exactly the same as the OGs. It, it could have just, it. they did the right thing by doing what they did. Exactly. Exactly. And these, these people, these like Jedi that we're seeing in the Phantom Menace are a hundred percent, like just better trained, like the, at, you know, at the height, you know, obviously Qui-Gon is a, is, I think he's a bit better lights, lightsaber wielder. I mean, not that maybe Vader or, I mean, Luke in his peak, but I think Qui-Gon's better. Obviously, Obi-Wan's better. Um, and then we got, you know, Darth Maul, who's, you know, the first time they've seen a Sith Lord in forever. And the first time we get a, a you know, double-sided 
uh, saber there. But um, Phantom Menace, okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah, the, the first half of the movie is it, it kind of drags. It's like C-SPAN in space. Um, but then, but then the back half, you know, the pod racing parts are awesome. The, you know, the the duel between Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul is just excellent. And you know, the foreshadowing, right? When you get Palpatine who says, you know, Anakin Skywalker, we're gonna follow your your career with great interest. So it's right. a good set. It's a good setup. So that's awesome. I'll, I'll I'm 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 glad that you were able to, you know, dive in and and really take you know Star Wars as a whole. Um, so I guess, you know, I have to, and we're on air and I've said it, I have to do, you know, the fast and furious. Right. Um, and I'll need your help with like the watch order with that. I, I assume just one through nine, go, go straight through. Yeah. I mean, it, you can even throw in the, the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't, I'd never seen it yet, which is weird to me. Normally I would have by now, but it, I don't know if it's with the story or not, but yeah, okay. one through nine, definitely. Speaking of um, favorite movies, Kyle, is your uh, what's what's currently like today? What's your favorite uh, favorite Star Wars flick? Oh God, I I can't even I couldn't even tell you honestly. Like it just, um, I mean, I definitely would say, you know, the from the prequels like Phantom Menace and the Clone uh, Attack of the Clone Wars or whatever the, the Clone Wars one, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah Episode Two. Those are. Those just seem like they were the longest movies ever. I mean, even coming back to The Last Jedi, I know I talk a lot of shit, but I mean, at least like at least like the characters are interesting. You know, I just and it what I mean, even though I have like my issues with the film, it's just like, wow, those films just feel like they keep going on and on. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um because last time we did a ranking, I think you put Rise of Skywalker as your number one. Would you still say that? I'd say for now, okay. I mean, you know, I don't know. You could, you could really make an argument about a lot of them. So, I mean, yep. there's a lot of good stuff there. I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite from each trilogy series is revenge of the Sith return of the Jedi and then the last Jedi, but you're right. You, you really could jump all around there. So, um, but Mike, uh, hang around with us, man. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of stuff today and, and obviously spoiler alert for the book of Bob fat episode six, but we need to talk about this. Um, this episode was was crazy. And and Kyle, let's just get right into it, man. Like, I don't know about you, but a piece of Star Wars media has never moved me the way this episode did. Like, I counted, I've watched it three times already. Um, I've counted five times during the show that I got, like, teary-eyed or emotional and just, like, couldn't believe it. I had to pause and, like, reflect on the moment that that show had and, and, and the impact. So what are your like initial thoughts on it? You know, like I always watch it in the morning. Like it, the first thing I get up on Wednesdays, like that's, that's I'm like running downstairs to like watch it. So it kind of, you know, Boba Fett the first, like, what was it? We're on episode. We just had episode six, right? Correct. So, first four episodes you know they were good i mean i mean it's a good show um this kind of blindsided me episode five and six and even after coming off episode five i was like yeah i i was just kind of anticipating like yeah maybe they're going to show a little bit more of the mandalorian um but they're most likely going to go back to the boba fett storyline but i was kind of like very surprised i was like holy shit 
holy shit, holy shit. Like I kept saying that throughout the uh throughout the episode because there was so much they jam-packed in there. There was like cameos and Star Wars history and fucking Luke Skywalker. Holy shit. Um sorry if that ruins it for you, Mike, but man, it's I mean it, it probably will regardless because you'll see it everywhere. Yeah, uh, I can't I can't even tell you like, you know, a favorite moment because there's uh, there was just so much that happened. And I will say this, though, that the the haters on this episode are are just. I, I don't have words for them. They they are the the dumbest people on the planet, like the dumbest Star Wars uh, fans on the planet, because they're like, oh, Boba Fett wasn't in the episode. Oh. I'm like, OK, you know what? The show is called Boba Fett, but. This, it gets an exception here, okay? It's fucking Luke Skywalker. There was a ton of great shit that happened. You could easily put these episodes in the next Mandalorian, but we got it now. So shut the fuck up. It was a great episode, perfect 10, and you, 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 there's no argument that can really go against that. So look at, Looking at you, IGN. Like, looking at you. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck yourself right. with, like, a really blunt and sharp object. Like a shit saber. <laughs> like a shit saver. Yeah, just, just fornicate yourself with a shit saver. Everyone at our IGN. We should go into the IGN headquarters all wielding shit sabers. And just be like, <laughs> like whacking a CEO in the face and stuff. They gave this episode a 7 out of 10. And I'm right there with you, Kyle. 10 out of 10. Perfect 10. I, let I, me, I, let yeah. me uh, you know, go off a little bit further about IGN. Like, everything diet, that they... Snaps. It's a uh, fuck you. No, it's a uh, grind my gears. Okay. So this, you want to know what grinds my gears? <laughs> it's fucking IGN. IGN, everything they give is a seven and not like, you know, they used to be respectable. I mean, they have good news. Like they, they always give out good news. This is where I get a lot of my information about comic book stuff and, uh, you know, cool shit that's coming up. But whenever they review something, it is just, it's like, like, what's the right opinion? And then they do the opposite. I mean, everybody like in and ninety percent of the people when you read the comments, they they are in agreement. They give everything a seven. Like, what after this episode specifically? Like, what would be a ten? Like, I mean, do they want Darth Vader doing a pole dance or something? I mean, what are they really looking for? It's it's the worst. Like, who the fuck is reviewing this? Seriously, uh, mentally challenged manatees are reviewing these oh, episodes for IGN. You hit a nail on the head right there. That's probably exactly who is is uh, reviewing this. Maybe it's people that have never seen a Star Wars movie ever. And they're just like, oh, I don't understand what's going on here. And it's deviating from the main character plot line. So we'll give it a seven because it wasn't really relevant in any way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, be- sounds, it sounds like the current species of wrestling fans. It, it's terrible. Oh, they're they're the worst, too. Like in every Every franchise has them. I mean, Marvel, you know, when you look at Marvel and DC, Marvel is clearly infinitely worse. Infinitely. I mean, DC has some fans that are like, okay, settle down. But man. But yeah, so you, Mike, you see, you see this in, in like the world of wrestling. Oh my God, it's terrible. You know, being a fan back in the day, we actually had some intelligence. Yeah, we didn't know a lot. We had common sense and intelligence back then. Compared to these idiots now, it's insane. Like, I want to slap them. I really do. You should throw Frosty into their face. but I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I Mike, w- are I... you... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to oh, ask Mike I'll... a question. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ask him a question. I was going to ask Mike, are you watching Peacemaker? No, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm going to, though, because it, it looks interesting. This is, uh, and we'll, we'll probably touch upon this today, but I mean, I mean, I feel like this is seen as like premier role. I mean, this is definitely really good fit for him and it's a great, amazing show. He, and I, John, I, yeah, I wouldn't always say that. So it's the only time you can see him. It is. And I'm fine with that. I'm, 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 I've, the older I get, the more of a John Cena fan I, I become both wrestling and his acting career. Uh, this is, this is perfect for him. Peacemaker is absolutely perfect. His introduction in the Suicide Squad and then this character that he's branching off with, like, I don't think I've ever laughed harder at a DC product than I did in the beginning of the last Peacemaker episode when he was talking to the kids. But um, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So, but let's jump right into the teeth of Book of Boba Fett. Um, uh, unless, Kyle, did you have anything more to say to the manatees over at IGN? Uh, n- no, they need to drain the swamp over there. That they just they just really do like hire me. I will I will give an accurate representation of video games, comic book movies, whatever you want. Like hire me. I will I will write a fucking epic review. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm with you. So all right, Book of Boba Fett. And again, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. But where the hell you been? Okay, it's Sunday already when these episodes get put out. Um, and we've we've you know it dropped on Wednesday. Like oh my god, this is the earliest I watched a Book of Boba Fett episode because I just. I felt, you know, obviously, Kyle, you texted me and say and said, I ain't going to say shit. Um, and I kind of knew that 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 was going to be something. So um, I'm right there with you, Kyle. And I said it on Jedi Talk and Evan and Brad and I were all kind of on the same page where we thought episode six, Book of Boba Fett, we're going to go back to Tatooine. Uh, I I said we're probably going to get Cobb Vanth. And that's the first thing we got out of the beginning of the episode. So I was happy with Cobb Vanth. I like the character a lot. Um, but I thought they were going to go into Tatooine and talk more about the war with the Pikes. And we're just going to go from there. And Din Jaren would come back, uh, to Tatooine because after the episode five ended, you know, he said, I got to go see somebody first. Uh, but, but I thought he would go off, do that. And then we'd see that in the Mandalorian season three. So I was tipped off right from the get go, um, from when they did the recap, right of Book of Boba Fett, they showed the armor conversation, they showed him wielding the chainmail, and then they, you know, showed him basically going back to Tatooine after getting the N1 Starfighter, and um, Fennec Shan approaching Din, and then Din saying, I have to go see somebody, and then that's when you get the Lucasfilm, uh, you know, introduction, you're like, holy shit, they just wouldn't recap the episode and end it like that on the recap, and then not follow up on it, right? So, uh, and the, and the first thing we see is Cobb Vanth take out a bunch of pikes. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the character Cobb Vanth? I mean, uh, Timothy Olymphant is uh, the actor who plays Cobb Vanth, and I he always does a good job. And I mean, I mean, I've never seen a bad movie or TV show with him in it. So they they did a good casting here. And I you know I I hope he's not I hope he's not dead. I don't think he is. I mean, um, we'll but, get there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly, uh, I've liked what I've seen of his character so far. Yeah, he's he's like the perfect, well, not quite perfect, but um, and I'll say who is, but he's he's quite like the perfect sheriff of just like a town that doesn't want to be dealt with, like way out in the sticks in Arizona, where it's 120 degrees and 
people are eating scorpions and drinking water out of cactus. Like I, it's, it's like, that's, that's the town. They want to be left alone. Like, you know, even the bartender and, and we'll, we'll get to this scene cause it sets up a huge moment in star Wars, but he's like, you know, that's a city folk problem. We don't want to be dealt with. So, um, Cobb Vanth runs upon four members of the Pike syndicate, uh, next to a land speeder and they're putting things into their, you know, land speeder. And he tells them, he basically says, get the hell out of here. You're not going to be running spice through my part of the town. Long story short, uh, he said, he tells him to think it through. <laughs> that was my favorite quote from that, from that scene. Think it through. He said it twice. And the way he delivered the line was just so good. And, and you're right, Kyle, um, that, that actor is spectacular in his roles. And did you, don't forget, he's actually canon to the office. Uh, he he played Danny Cordray. Uh, you know what? I've only binged the office like once, so I have to. I'm I'm about due for another binge, but I don't I don't 100 percent remember his time in the office. So it might it probably was short lived. I imagine, right? A little bit, and then he he comes back like for one or two episodes. He's he's the um, hotshot salesman that uh, they call Michael in because he's there about to steal the sale from them then michael offers him an, a road position to come to the office but he they've already got packer um and he's just like he's he plays the good looking guy and then he um pam and him had a history they kind of dated but like one of them never called each other back uh, but oh okay yeah that makes sense that's ringing a bell yeah so anyway we're, we're veering off path but great actor great job playing Cobb vanth and you know Cobb vanth was just a character like, um, a very obscure character in like a novel that i don't think is technically canon it might have been legends but that they, they obviously made the character canon and we've grown to love him um so he he shoots three uh, pike members because they pull their weapon on him and he tells the fourth to think it through leave the spice and tell the syndicate leaders you know don't be running spice through these parts the all these parts are you know owned by us and watched by us and there's a little foreshadowing because he probably should have killed that fourth one. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, you haven't seen uh, Book of Boba Fett or The Mandalorian yet, have you? I actually started on The Mandalorian the other night. I got two oh. episodes in. Oh, good. Um, it might it might help, like uh, watching Solo. It helped me for Boba Fett anyway, because Tom's talking about the Pike Syndicate. And this is like a think of it as and maybe Tom can obviously provide more details, but they talk about this in solo where there's, I think, five major like I guess you can call them like syndicates or gangs. And they they run shit throughout the galaxy and the Pike Syndicate and Crimson Dawn are are two big ones that they have talked about. And so this is like a really a big tie in to uh, Book of Boba Fett. OK, hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to get to them all anyway, eventually. Yeah, so I think I think know. doing the doing Mandalorian season one and two right now, Mike, is perfect. But after what you've watched, because you've got a good enough amount of knowledge, um, there's going to be some references throughout the Mandalorian that you won't catch that, like, talk back to the some of the animated shows or some novels uh, or just some greater like like the cliffhanger for the end of season one. Um, and I, I, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to, because you'll, you'll learn more about what it is and you know, who, who wields it and stuff. But there's a, there's a moment when Moff Gideon does something that like had a lot of fans like, holy shit. So, um, you'll learn those things. And of course I'm Kyle and I are here for questions and, and, you know, 
um, listening to Jedi talk too. We'll probably answer that along with our podcast. But so, yeah, watch those just like Kyle said. And yeah, and you, Kyle, you you, you nailed on ahead about the Pikes. They're all part of the they're a syndicate part of all these crime groups. And um, you know the the Huts are involved in that. You know, there's a there's a trans transdotion gang. Um, there's like other alien races oh, gang. Wait a minute, is it transdotions or transdotion or transdotion? How does it how is it pronounced? Because I feel like I was listening to you guys talk about it, and then there were some different pronunciations of this. We're we're probably all over it. Let me let me look up Bosk and see what they call him. Uh, Trandoshan. I'm sorry, no S after Tran. So Tran. Maybe, maybe they're uh, they like to maybe they're they have gender dysphoria and they like to change their gender. <laughs> to, uh, and so that's why they're called Trandoshans. Not knocking trans people. That I mean, I support them 100%, but absolutely. maybe that's what Tom was referring to. And maybe. I mean, I could be. I've, I'm on five and a half hours of sleep, gentlemen. So uh, You've said that on Jedi Talk, too, so. I have. Get the and, pronunciation right, damn it. Hey, shut the fuck up. Um, on, on Jedi Talk, I just, I get there, and it's typically like 9 o'clock at night, and I just got my ass kicked by corporate America in a long-ass work week, so you could shut the fuck up over there, die, Ginger. Nah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever you say, Ginny Weasley. Oh, somebody's oh. jealous over there. Somebody's jealous that I get to take it from in the behind from Harry Potter. What? What the hell? Um, Ginny and Harry end wait, up together. Wait, wait, wait. You, I, you like... really, I went really deep with that joke, Kyle. I went really deep. I dug deep for that one. You you like taking it in the behind from Harry Potter. I gotcha. He, Okay, nope, you heard nope, it here, folks. Nope, Jedi talk. Nope, nope, I like I, I like it when your mother puts on a dildo and hits me from behind. Anyway, no, let's oh, back no, book uh, I think and, uh, you know it's recorded. It's there, so I mean, and, you heard it here for first, folks. That's fine. Still that's fine. I mean, I support you either way. That's that's Thank okay. You. Appreciate the support, Diet Ginger. But anyway, back into the book of Bob Fett, Boba Fett, episode six. So we get that that moment, and then we get the title card. So the title card is like a stranger comes from the desert um, or for, from the desert. A stranger comes something like that. It, but it's the stranger that they're talking about. I'm like, oh, it's Cobb Vanth. We were wrong, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, and then we get I don't know, Kyle, how you reacted during this shot. But when they show Din in the in his new ship in, in the Starfighter, the N1 Starfighter. And like he's flying, I'm like, oh, my God. And then they show just this big lush green planet now we don't know the name of the planet that luke builds his jedi the uh the like school on we we've we've looked it up uh we we have a theory on jedi talk and and i'll get there in a second but uh we don't know the planet but 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 you just knew that he was flying to try to see grogu and you knew luke was there so i like i immediately tensed up i was excited and i'm like oh my god like what are they going to show us like i don't know if you felt the same way kyle I mean, my concept of Star Wars planets are, um, you know, a lot of it comes from Jedi Fallen Order. So, like, I remember the planets because you get to travel between, I think, like five or six or something like that. I mean, yeah. so um, maybe you mentioned it on Jedi Talk, but which which are you, what do you what do you think about it? What do you think it is? So you remember in Episode nine, Rise of Skywalker and Michael know this since you just saw it, uh, the the planet that the the resistance base is on where ray is training with leia and um where the where the millennium falcon is um where they oh. 
where they basically celebrate. Um, and this is the same planet that Luke trained Leia on before Leia um, said, you know what? I just foresaw the death of my son. I got to stop training. Uh, it's, it's that same planet. So we think it's Agent Kloss, which is the name of the planet. So we think Luke, you know, went to Agent Kloss, built his school there, and they eventually made a resistance base there because that's because Leia knew of it because that's where she had her training. Maybe it's Batu. Oh, that would be so cool. We actually, we actually considered that, but the spires in Batu are all over the planet, and there weren't any spires on this planet. Like this planet was gorgeous. Or um, what's what's the planet? The first one you're on in Fallen, uh, Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order. What's um, what's it called? That is, it's not, it's not. Um, oh my God, I'm I'm so bad. It is uh, uh the B- Bacano. Pagano. Pagano. Yep, yep, yep. Pagano. Um, huh, could it be Pagano? Kashyyyk, or maybe even Kashyyyk. I mean, Kashyyyk was very, uh, had big trees and shit, so. Yeah, I don't. But then I don't there think, wasn't any Wookiees inside some. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was Kashyyyk, and the Empire it got their, uh, like, heels dug into Kashyyyk, and it kind of looks fucked up in some spots. So I think it's Asian Kloss. I, I'm I'm with Brad Nevin on that one. Um, if, if they somehow made it Batu, like, and 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 like there's just an area where there's no spires for whatever reason, like on the other side of the planet. But Star Wars typically keeps to one environment on their planets. They need to they need to put Batu somewhere because that that would just be the most epic thing ever. Like you actually get to see like the um the concept of like you know, you see it in Disney World, but like then you get to see it for like real in a TV show. I feel like we're gonna see it at some point. Like they're gonna Mandalorian's like, I gotta go to Batu for some shit, and maybe he's in Black Spire, and he's like, Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe no, no, a, right. He gets it, a Ronto wrap, some blue milk, <laughs> goes to Oga's Cantina. Oh my god. Get and a we, fuzzy Tauntaun. Hell yeah. We get to see DJ Rex and stuff, that would be nuts. Evan would explode. Uh, yeah, that that's gonna happen at some point. I mean it has to. Like fucking seriously, Disney, get on that. We wanna I'm with see you. that. I'm with you. It's going to happen. So we'll see about two. But anyway, um, as we, you know, he flies down into the planet and he, he lands and look who it is. And this was probably my, my second gasp of the episode after I saw the antenna, but R2-D2. And, and I didn't even think, I, like, I didn't even think that we would see him like, like as landing on the planet. I'm, All right, Luke's there. Grogu's there. Like, holy shit. So is R2-D2. And then when we saw him, it was kind of like, yeah, duh, he's there. Um, and one of the coolest things was when uh, the Mandalorian, when he got out of the Starfighter, he calls him friend. And if you'll remember, Kyle, how the Mandalorian hates droids, so now all of a sudden he's like chummy with this one. I mean, it's R two D two. It's hard not to be chummy with R two D two. Very true. But then R two D two shuts down on him <laughs> as those builder droids are making dinner bench, and they basically say, "Wait here." So he goes to sleep. So then we're we're, we're taken on a beautiful shot, um, taken all the way to like this kind of marshy somewhat lake swampy area not quite swamp but we see grogu sitting down his eyes are closed it looks like he's meditating um so right away you're happy to see grogu again but but then like three seconds later boom luke skywalker and i just want to put this out here now kyle tell me what you thought but he looked perfect he i mean i thought he looked really good at the end of mando 2 but it's very apparent that they 
they upgraded. I mean, he looks he looks a lot better. I mean, you could if you're really looking very hard, you can tell. But man, that technology is is fucking couple more years and it, it and the note and the difference it will you won't even be able to tell and but it was good it looked really good they could also use sebastian stan because he's like identical like virtually it's scary he's too busy playing tommy lee and pam and tommy but yeah um, but that's already done that's that's like a limited series so that's true that's i don't true. know i i i say they have the technology now like keep it old school like as as much as possible that would be my wish anyway what do you, I want to veer off for a second, Kyle, and ask you real quick, just your quick thoughts. Do you think that Warner Brothers would ever have the balls to do that with, like, say, Christopher Reeves? And, like, bring back Superman like, into the Flash or something like that? I don't think they... I don't, I don't know. I feel like with around certain actors, they just... That are just untouchable in that regard. I mean... Um, well, then they, they did that with Leia, but she had passed away and they kind of had a movie still to do, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't think they would do that. It just kind of like with Chadwick Boseman, I mean, they feasibly could, if they needed to write him out in some epic fashion or some way, I mean, they almost kind of have to use it, but I don't see it. I don't see it happening just because I think as great as that would be, it for some reason, I feel like it would be upsetting to people. Just don't put it past Warner Brothers to try to want to capitalize on a no way home moment and do that with Superman and potentially well, they're, Batman. They're going to do that with Batman. I mean, there's there's way more of a Batman history than it is a Superman. I mean, well, there is a actually there is a pretty extensive oh, yeah. history, but the only Superman I feel like people really care about are Henry Cavill. Christopher Reeve, um, I don't know, you probably could say is maybe like, I don't, I don't really see the TV shows as really important. Uh, Tom Welling from Smallville, you know, people have, there's like a, a cult following around that show. So I could probably say he's highly coveted, but outside of that, I think, I mean, and Tyler Hecklin, who plays the current Superman in the CW, not that he's forgettable, but I just think in the big picture of things, he's not going to leave that much of a stamp on Superman. And that's again, that's not knocking him, but yeah, not he's like a, Christopher Reeve or Henry Cavill or anything like that. T- yeah. Tyler, yeah. Tyler's a really good Clark Kent um, he, for that show. Yeah. He's really I, good. I, yeah. I'm going to go off on the CW at some point today. So let me know when I, I'm, I'm free to run reins yeah. on that. We'll get there. I want to get through Bob Fett real quick. Um, we'll get there, especially that stupid Gotham Knights news. But okay, so we've got Luke and Grogu talking to each other. Grogu tries to force pull the frog into his mouth. I mean, it's just adorable, right? You know, everybody loves Grogu. And uh, Mike, I, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but Grogu, we're referring to Baby Yoda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's his real name, um, which you'll you eventually learn in, in The Mandalorian and one of my favorite episodes. But uh, so Grogu and Luke are looking at each other. The first thing out of Luke's mouth is Grogu. Um, so then they get up. You know, they after some shots, they walk. And here's another moment for a nerdy Star Wars fan like me. Like Luke Skywalker starts telling him about fucking Yoda. He just like I used to know somebody who uh, you remind me a lot of somebody I knew, like my master Yoda. He would talk in riddles. Um, 
like, ah, like this scene was just crazy because it had Yoda's theme song in the background. And then Luke was just casually force pushing Yo- uh, uh, Grogu to walk with him. <laughs> you know, uh, can we I hope we finally get some understanding of like Yoda's backstory and maybe they've done it in a book or a comic book. I don't I don't know. I'm sure you probably know. But like, what is Yoda? Where does he come from? Like, what's his story? I mean, fuck, unless they're going to do like a Disney Plus show about his like becoming a master Yoda or something. I have no idea other than the first, you know, films, couple of films for that matter. Yeah, it's it's potential. They st- we still don't know what species Yoda is. Um, we still don't know where he's from. You know, they've they've started writing him into the High Republic novels, which takes place 200 years before the Phantom Menace. So, but that's still Yoda's like only, you know, maybe 500. I don't know. He's he's still he's, he's middle age, let's say. But this there's still a whole life before that that we don't know about Yoda. So, do you um, think? Po- do you think Grogu is is a Yoda's son? Yeah. Like Yoda and Yaddle, I like. Um, Wait, I mean, Yoda was married. No, I, he wasn't technically married, but remember that female, you know, that that we see on the council uh, in in Phantom Menace for like a hot minute. Uh, we see her sitting on the council, and like that's that. that's that you know, uh, Yaddle and Yoda are kind of like the only two male and Yaddle? female that are there. So yeah, Yaddle. Uh, I don't like that name, but. Yeah, they they uh, were on the Anakin and Padme love suite on the Halcyon, and then that's how Grogu <laughs> was made. That's all how the important Jedi are made are on the Halcyon and the and the love suite. Your tits the come one, by. the one that Tom and and Brad are staying on. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, me. The one we're going to be spooning on. Yeah, I'll play yes. Big Spoon first night. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. You guys paid like you probably like, sold a kidney to to go there, so yeah, might as well I, get the most out of it, right? <laughs> exactly. Might as fucking well get the most out of it. No sleep till Brooklyn. We're just gonna sit there and cuddle all night um, when we can, and we'll we'll go sit in the lounge without pants on too. So um, this is really yeah, taking sure. a turn. This is really taking a sure. turn. I'll I'll just go into the lounge and just moon this moon space and moon all the the ships that are flying by and like all the aliens looking at my big red ass. Good. Yeah, they need to see your big red ass. Let them yeah, see it. They do. Everybody in the galaxy does. Um, so anyway, um, I'll have to ask your mother if she allows that. So as we're, as we're moving along in, in, in the book of Bob Fett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm making the mother jokes instead of you. Look out. So stick to your stick over there. Here comes a ginger joke. But um, anyway, <laughs> as we're, as we're moving along, uh this is a crazy scene because this has all uh, caused a lot of speculation. Um, Luke asks Grogu if he remembers home, and he asks, "Do you want you want me to help you to remember?" So Grogu, you know, helps Grogu think and remember, and he's taken to a scene. He's taken to Order sixty six, and Grogu was watching these clone troopers, who, by the way, looked fucking awesome. It was so good to see them in live action again. Um, so the clone troopers are just they're shooting. And they heavily outnumber three Jedi, two two green lightsabers and one blue, and Grogu's just watching them get mowed down, and then the memory ends. So, and the controversy. Yeah, what was that about? That that's uh that's really interesting. Yeah, um, but you know we know from the Jedi in Mando season two, uh, the episode the Jedi, we know that somebody took Grogu from, you know, 
Coruscant, uh, but we just don't know who. So as the clone troopers are moving in on Grogu after they kill those Jedi, you know, because it looks like Grogu is sitting there watching them, unless he's on somebody's back and they're running away. Like, the, not controversy, but the question emerges is like, all right, who the fuck saved Grogu? I mean, like, who? I, 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 I just... Obi-Wan, maybe? No, no, he no, couldn't. No. Unless Obi-Wan we don't... Was busy uh, cutting Anakin's legs. Well, not yet. It, it depends on what part of Order 66 we're at, but yeah, go on. Yeah, we don't really know the time frame of, of whenever that happened, right? Of well, when uh, Grogu was running away and seeing all that violence and shit? Yeah, it, it's, it's, if it's the peak of Order 66, Obi-Wan is on Utapau uh, fighting General Grievous. And he, after he kills Grievous, he, he starts, you know, uh, running away. And that's when Order, well, not running away, but he like is going to leave. And that's when Order 66 starts. And um, one of the troopers shoots at him and he falls off that lizard creature that he's on and he falls into the water. So uh, in the end, then he goes, deals with Anakin. So this was something real quick that we brought up on Jedi Talk that the episode just released today. But if they go back to like Grogu memories anymore, like there's a chance and you'll probably be about really excited about this too, Kyle. It's like, they've got Hayden Christensen back on, you know, payroll. He's, he's back, you know, he's, he's going to be in Ahsoka and he's going to be in Kenobi. Um, there's a chance that we like see Anakin walk by Grogu. Um, if they have Hayden Christensen come back and like, just like reprise his role, like real quick, I don't know, maybe, maybe Anakin goes to slice him down and somebody stops Anakin and then the person who saves Grogu runs away with him. Like that would be so epic if somehow Hayden Christensen shows up like that. Maybe we get a Vader. We get a Vader cameo. Whew. Wow. That that would be I mean, yeah, Grogu would have to be hanging around for a little while. Um, but look, I'm 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 so like blown away like by this episode. Like anything could fucking happen. So anything could really fucking happen so um so anyway so so they 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 go back and they're you know they're they're talking to each other um and then i believe i don't think i'm missing anything here but we eventually get back to uh din laying on the bench and here was my third scream moment or gasp moment um r2 turns back on real quick you hear a, a stick crack and then the mandalorian grabs his gun and he points it and holy shit it's a sokatano like I didn't was expect, not expecting that. Didn't that was expect that nice so- cameo. Yeah, I did not expect Ahsoka in this episode. Like, holy shit. Like, okay, she's on the planet with Luke. Like, okay. You know, heavy breathing ensuing. And when the Mandalorian asks her, what, what are you doing here? And she responds, I'm an old friend of the family. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, that's just right right in the field. So, Mike, um, I, I, I don't know if you're you're that familiar with the Sokotano, but during the Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker took on a Padawan uh, by the name of Ahsoka Tano. So Anakin is Ahsoka's master. You know, he trained her and brought her up and pretty much taught her almost everything she knows. Uh, so that's her connection to, like, the Skywalker family. Okay. Mike, if you're lost... Uh, just know that I, I get lost a lot, too, and there's a lot of terms. There's a lot of stuff that goes into Star Wars. It's not unlike Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or any other big film franchises. I feel like Star Wars just has, like, just a little bit more, though, of those, like, special terms. 
I think you're really be into it completely. I'll have to watch them all over again, at least one more time to get to know them. But I got a bit of an understanding. I mean, shit, I could just get spoilers from you guys anyway. This is true. It's a huge history. And in Tom, there's canon books and I think comic books and stuff and then animated shows that all feeds into like the the story, like the movies and TV shows storylines now. And especially one prominent character in this most recent episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One I'm, surprise character that oh. was like, holy shit. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And we're, um, we're close. Did you, wear, did you wear pants at any point during this episode? When I started, I had pants on. But when I finished, I was completely naked and covered in Vaseline. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only that's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, I can't even imagine what the finale will be like. What if the finale is just like... Nothing happens. It just kind of like maybe it's like Boba Fett and and the Mandalorian. They're sitting around a campfire telling stories and then eating Ronto wraps. Yeah, (laughs) they go to Batu on vacation. They're like, "Fuck this!" They're like, "We're not going to go after the Pike Syndicate. We're going to do that next year. We're going to ride banthas. We're going to. They're just going to race banthas like a bantha." Hey Tom, you just described my date with Kyle's mom. Oh, uh, uh, that was dumb. God, Kyle's getting it Terrible. from every angle, just like Kyle's mom gets it from every angle. Oh. Man, just just crushing it today. Nice one, Mike. So, all right, um, Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka and Mando are talking, and he makes it clear as day that he wants to see Grogu. So she goes, all right, let's take a walk. Um, and, you know, Mandalorian reveals he wants to give Grogu this this gift, and Ahsoka basically warns him like you go to see like he misses you a great deal. You go to see him, it's going to make that even harder for him. And the Mandalorian said he's my foundling, and Ahsoka clapped back and was like, perhaps he's a Padawan now, uh, you know. And that I think is when the Mandalorian said, ah, shit, I can't go see him. So Din gives the gift to Ahsoka and leaves and then as he's leaving we see grogu on luke's back and he watches the ship fly away we assume grogu might know who's in the ship but but, but he never sees him but he has the force so you know it, he, he he could figure it out so then we get a lot we get some callbacks to uh the empire strikes back here um you know after luke puts grogu down he, he tells him to jump a few times and he tries to and uh, just makes him fool of himself, but then he gets him on his back. He's running. He's doing flips, J- just like he, just like Luke did on Dago Bob with with Yoda. So it's a great callback. Um, I think the Luke playing with the lightsaber in front of him happened around this time too. But then they climb up a tree, and then the Force theme is playing in the background, and they, and they look out at everything, and then they come down. Grogu's playing with the training remote, just like a new hope. And then he crushes it with the force. But then I wanted to hurry up and get to this scene. Ahsoka walks in and they're talking as they're watching Grogu train and then eventually destroy the training remote. And Ahsoka mentions how he's trained him well. But then this was the interesting part. Luke was like, it's more like he's remembering instead of I'm training him. So somebody on Coruscant obviously trained him really well. I'm sure we'll find more out about that. And then, um, Luke goes, and this was another heavy emotional moment when, when Ahsoka responds to this, and Luke goes, sometimes I doubt his heart is in it. And she just goes, so much like your father. And they both smile to each other. And um, 
like that was just right in the fields there because of how close Ahsoka was to Anakin. And Ahsoka knows, you know, Anakin was Vader. She found that out in Rebels. But um, anyway, as we, you know, Ahsoka gives the gift to Luke and says, the Mandalorian brought this to him. And then she leaves. And um, Luke says, will I ever see you again? And I think she says, perhaps. And she drops the may the force be with you. And and she's gone. So heavy breathing, you know, because like, holy shit, <laughs> this episode's just getting crazy. It's like as they st- as they go back to Tatooine, Kyle, I was like, what more could they possibly have offered to us? Right. Like, holy shit. Uh, you know, ag- yeah, again, just when you think you've had a like your fill of awesome shit that happened in this episode, they just like right at the end, they lay this special character on you. Do you want to kind of talk about who this character is? Yep, I'll get right there. So, and real quick, Mandalorian flies to Boba's palace. They talk. Kersantan and Mandalorian are enforcers. Fennec Shan says we need more soldiers. Mandalorian knows Cobb Vanth, so he goes to see Cobb Vanth. They have a drink together, and he basically says, we really need your help. So Cobb Vanth essentially will say, let me see what I can do. And only if the Mandalorian stayed for like 30 seconds, <laughs> but he flied off. He, he, he flew off and um, Cobb Vanth turns around and looks at a figure from afar walking in the haze in the desert. And he's like, you, you don't know who it is. It's hard to tell. Uh, and Cobb Vanth is like squinting his eyes, but then he tells everybody to go inside. So then he walks up and then this was the shot. The second shot. I knew who it was. Screamed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Cad Bane. So, did you did you think it was somebody else at first? I didn't know who it was at first. I really didn't know. I really didn't know. Um, like when when you just saw the figure for the first time, I'm just like, okay. But as we got closer, as we got closer to that point, like before we got to the second shot, I was like, this is going to be somebody big. So it's interesting. Like when I watched that that scene, I I feel like I instantly I knew who it was. I just didn't remember his name, but I remember watching him on the Bad Batch, like that one or one or two episodes. That's how far I got into that show, and yeah. I remember you guys kind of talking about him a lot. Um, but yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, oh fuck, Tom is gonna like lose his shit when he sees this. Yeah, and I did. I said, oh, my God, it's Cad Bane. So Mike Cad Bane's a bounty hunter from like the Clone Wars era. Just ruthless motherfucker. He's basically the Clint Eastwood of Star Wars. Oh, boy. Yeah. So he's walking through the desert. And this is the stranger the title card was talking about. Um, And Cobb Vanth is nervous, but he's like, and who might you be? And. Uh, Cad Bane talks and I'm so happy this was Corey Burton reprising his role at least at least the voice from the Clone Wars and Bad Batch it's the same guy so they've, wow. they've yeah they've they've nailed the voice perfectly and it's so good and so he says basically tells Cobb Vanth whatever Bob is paying you will double it and Cobb Vanth wants nothing of the of the sort and he basically says you're not running spice through my town and Cobb, you know, Cad Bane is basically trying to give him an out, but when Cad Bane realizes that he's not going to take this out, shit start, shit pretty much hits the fan, and then Deputy Dumbass walks out of the bar and makes everything a lot worse. Um, and then Cad Bane uttered my favorite line from this confrontation was, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. So, in there's, there's history 
between Cad Bane and Boba. There's history, just like Kyle just mentioned, there's history between Cad Bane and Fennec Shand. They had a really great battle on the Bad Batch. Uh, so there's there's history. The, these bounty hunters know each other. So it's tense as fuck. So then um, Deputy Dumbass, I think, reaches for his gun. And then basically Cad Bane quick draws, shoots Cobb Vanth, knocks him down because he got him. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. kind of got him like not quite the right arm, but like a little bit kind of in between that and his chest, like maybe his clavicle bone kind of around that area. Looks like his shoulder. Like, okay. you know, he got, he got winged in the shoulder. That's why I was saying. Like, I don't think he's dead, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And if Cobb Vanth wanted to kill him, Cobb Vanth would have killed him. So he probably shot him, you know, specifically just to knock his ass down and send a message. Right. Because then after that, he just killed the fuck out of Deputy Dumbass. You know, right after he hit Cobb Vanth. I think he shot at him like six times. <laughs> it's just boom, boom, boom. Is his is his name really Deputy Dumbass, or is it just... It's, it is in my head canon. So it's, okay, <laughs> Deputy it's... Dumbass. That's, that, that makes sense. So then Cad Bane tells him, you know, basically the syndicate. And he keeps calling it the syndicate. That's it's two times they've said this in this episode. Because I don't think he's referring to the Pikes. I think he's referring to Crimson Dawn. So he's, he keeps saying the syndicate, you know, will you know, Spice will run through this this town as long as the syndicate allows it. So and that's and then, you know, you you you're just Cad Bane walks back into nothing and you're just like freaking out. And um Brad noticed this at first and I didn't notice it until the second time, but when they're when the, the town runs to Cobb Vanth, somebody yells, get the stims. And that's that's technically a Fallen Order reference because that, that's how you heal yourself in Fallen Order with those stims. Oh, I missed that. So did I at first. I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, but, but if you watch it with you know subtitles on, it's, it's clear as day. So nobody ever says Cobb Vanth is dead. I thought he was dead at first because I'm like, oh, this is Cad Bane. You know, he probably shot him right in the fucking heart. Um, but... I, I don't think he's dead now. I, you know, I think his, you know, that happening is going to be the catalyst for the town to rise up and help Boba Fett against, you know, Cad Bane, the Pikes, and potentially Crimson Dawn. So, um, but then the Pikes, we we see him walk into the sanctuary, the uh, the bar, and then they leave something and they take off after not wanting their helmets cleaned, and then Garza, um. The Rex droid, the, the RX droid that's in there, and most importantly, Max Rebo all blew up. <laughs> that was nuts. That's basically the start of the war. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine. Like this, this episode was so jam packed that the finale is going to probably break the fucking world when it comes out on Wednesday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I might. I might. I think Brad. Evan and I talked about doing like a group watch on Disney Plus. So Kyle, if you're interested in doing that, let's join. Um, it depends on when you guys are watching it, because I like. When are you guys going to watch it? It would probably be early in the morning, and there's I'm just telling you there's a potential chance that they'll want to do it like at 3 a.m. when it drops. (laughs) Oh oh shit! Uh, I'm I'm like I'm good with 6 a.m. because that's the time I get up. So. All right, I'll talk to Brad this week. I'll talk to Brad and Evan this week, but I'll let you know if it's if it's like at that time. So, but anyway, so we're closing out the episode with Book of Boba Fett, and we get to the point of we're back on 
the Luke's, you know, school. We're like, holy shit, we're going to see Luke and Grogu again. So we get the two of them sitting down. They're talking to each other. And basically Luke gives Grogu an ultimatum. And I thought Sith's only dealt in absolutes, but that's neither here nor there. We could talk about that in another time. So um, Luke basically tells Grogu, the Mandalorian brought you this this tiny, adorable little chain mail for you to wear and protect yourself. It's He didn't tell him this, but it's made of Beskar. And then Grogu's about to go over to it. He's like, oh, man, this is so fucking cool. And then Luke says, hold on. This is a lightsaber. It belonged to my master Yoda. They're like, oh, holy shit. That's a moment right there. That's crazy. So he ignites it, and it's green, just like Yoda's was. And then he puts the hilt down after he takes it, you know, took it out of the box. And he's like, all right, choose. If you take the Beskar armor, and you can go be with the Mandalorian, but you can't be a Jedi because of your attachment to him. Um, and then Luke says, but you take the saber. It will take many years for you to master the ways of the Force, but you'll become a very good Jedi Knight. Um, but... You know, and he told him, he's like, a lifetime for others might be just a short time for you because of how that species ages. I mean, Grogu's 50 years old, for God's sakes, and he's he's basically a toddler. So, And then, boom, I knew right away, and it, there was speculation that Dave Filoni was doing this episode, but you just knew it was it had Dave Filoni all over it. So I got to give props to Mr. Filoni, wouldn't you, Kyle? Yeah, him and John Favreau, uh, th- I mean... Couldn't ask for anything better. They they are they are handling this very very right. Oh, so good. And anybody who's hating on it and calling it fan service, so what? So what if it's fan service? It's 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 good, just like it was in No Way Home. It's really good in the Book of Boba Fett. Fan, so. I you know that that term fan service. I don't see why that's like anybody thinks it's a bad thing. Like. You don't want to see fucking Luke Skywalker or you don't want to see Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. I know. Like, it makes no sense. It's just like, let's complain about it just to complain about it. Like, it has no, it it holds really no weight whatsoever. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't understand it. So, I really don't understand it. So, any last thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett episode six before we kind of jump over to Peacemaker? Uh, no, I think, I think you covered it uh, pretty extensively. So. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be, exp- we're going to be talking about crazy shit next week. I'm well, sure. um, you want to still do fourth mother talk on Friday with us? Uh, hell yeah, I do. All right. We will, we will get you set up. We'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk obviously about book of Boba Fett, the f- series, or I'll say season finale. Cause we, we might get a second season. Um, but I'll, I'll just say series finale for now. So, and what, yeah, we'll, we'll go on about that. So, um, you know anyway. what, um, let me make one more comment. Like you guys keep talking about, like, you don't, I, and Brad specifically, you keep saying that he doesn't see this being more than season one. I absolutely see this being more than season one. There's so much, there's so much more story to explore there. Unless Boba Fett dies in the, in this lapse episode, which could happen, but could. Uh, I mean, like, you know, he's kind of ascending to power or like, at least in, um, you know, uh, Tatooine. I, I, I see this coming with a whole other storyline. I could see a lot going into that. And, and certainly this season is done really well. So I, I say bring on season two. Yeah. If, if you're looking at what Disney's doing, it's, it's, I, the more, at first I was pretty dug my heels and I didn't think they were going to do a second season of this, but, now, 
I'm kind of coming around to it more and more. Evan thinks there's going to be a second season, so I'm 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 coming on to it more. So yeah, I've got nothing else to say. Uh, Kyle, do you what do you predict anything big to happen in this next episode? Like, are you, are you thinking of anything? Oh, I don't even know. I think I could see I, the only thing I feel like is going to happen is they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger, and it's probably going to be with like Kira showing up, who's from Mike. She is from. Uh, you know, the solo movies. So when you watch that, you'll learn all about her and her connection to Han Solo. And I think, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see something pretty great, but it's going to leave us on a cliffhanger. That's my prediction. I am right there with you. You know, we're going to be on Tatooine a lot. I I hope the episode's at least an hour. Um, It's going to be bloody, but it's going to be good. So there we are. Book of Boba Fett. Probably the best Star Wars TV that we've ever had. I, I, I just, yeah, I have to sit on that one for, for a bit. I don't want to make a knee jerk reaction, but best, best part of Star Wars TV. So, and I think to Kyle and I'll, and I'll work this rumor in real quick. I think at the end of the book of Boba Fett, the series, um, we're going to get a teaser for Kenobi, uh, just like at the end of Mandalorian, we got the teaser for book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that makes sense. They're going to do that for sure. This is like the best time to do it because they've, they were rumoring it for May, right? Exactly. The the rumor is May and then May 4th would be perfect for this for, for Kenobi to drop because it's on a Wednesday this year. <laughs> it would be perfect. So now we jump over to the dark, um, really weird world of right now of D.C. where you got Snyder fans fighting non Snyder fans. And then you've got pretty much everybody who's in the middle um, who enjoys both content. They love Snyder like myself and Kyle and really enjoying what James Gunn is doing with Peacemaker and like the Suicide Squad characters. So Kyle, you know, I'll let you expand, but you've, you've said it before that this show was like a pleasant surprise to us. It it really has. And, you know, I've talked about like, not my disdain for the most recent Suicide Squad film, but like just not really getting into it as much. I mean, I feel like if I watch it again, maybe I might feel differently now that like, you know, John Cena's character, Peacemaker, is in it. Um, he just brought so much more life to this role. I mean, he's he's kind of like a ridiculous character, but he's he's very interesting. I think his personality fits really well. And, you know, the story can go anywhere. and It doesn't have to be, like, super serious. Like, they're talking about butterflies that are aliens from outer space that are inhabiting people's body. And I just see this, like, this... That not only is going really well, but I could see this like having more than a few seasons greenlit for it just because like it's it pretty much kind of writes itself and all the characters are, are really, really good. So I, w- yeah. I definitely want to see more of it. I'm I'm so happy this is TV MA, too, because just what what like Cena was doing with the um, and yeah, you're, you're you're right about those butterflies. Those are savage motherfuckers, like especially when they inhabit a human, how they like kill them and then basically make them convulse and spit out blood. That's fucking crazy. Like a couple of those things were, were nuts to see on TV, but, um, and then, about, you know, I was going to, sorry to interject, but like, how about the, the rumor that, uh, the actress who plays Harcourt is going to be in black Adam. That was a surprise. All right. Say that again. I, out for a second. What was a surprise? Um, that, that it was rumored that the actress, God damn it, it says poor connection. Son of a bitch. I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Mike, are you still there? Uh, I'm good. 
I can hear you guys now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're good. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, say, I'm sorry, say say what was a surprise to you again? That I heard that the actress Harcourt is going to be, is rumored to be in Black Adam. <laughs> the stupid fucking thing cut out again. I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to assume <laughs> what you said. Um, so we're, we're talking about Peacemaker and God you know, I'm going to type it. <laughs> no, just I'm, I'm, I'm sure it picked up. It keeps telling me the, f- I got a poor connection, but I've got great Wi-Fi, So I don't, I don't fucking get it. So, um, Kyle, I, I, I don't know about you, um, but I really loved the uh, moment Peacemaker was in the, was in the classroom talking to the kids. He was there for his buddy that he met at the hospital and he, he was going kid by kid, and he was basically making fun of him. Like, I lost it when he called the fat kid Chubster. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, that was hilarious. And then there was, a, there was a girl in the front seat wearing, like, a Flash shirt, and then she asked him about the Flash, and he called, I think he called the Flash a pretentious D-bag or something like that. Huh. Yeah, that's that, that's uh, that was easily, like, the best scene of th- this week's episode, for sure. Yeah. So what did you think about the story overall? Like, what did you think about the story, how they progressed everything? Because I think shit's about to hit the fan. Um, do you know, do you know how many episodes there are of this? This was episode six, right? I believe there are two more. Damn. Um, I honestly don't. I, I'm like less invested with the story and just more invested with the character. So I kind of don't care what happens. It just I want to see more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That makes a lot of fair. And I just saw your your chat to me about Harcourt be, being in Black Adam. Um, that would be awesome. Her her character is progressing along very well. And but what does um, that what does that suggest though? I mean, if maybe she's not the, who we think she is. I mean, I think and and I maybe texted this to you that I maybe she is um, Hawk Girl because Hawk Girl, at least from what I know. Like they, her and Hawkman keep getting reincarnated after they die, and then they find each other. They become Hawkman and Hawk Girl because of some curse that was placed on them a long time ago. So I don't know if I think maybe that. Um, I know Hawkman was casted. I don't know about Hawk Girl. Do you know a, anything about this? I I don't know off the top of my head if Hawk Girl was cast. I know Hawkman was. But that's a great point because they do keep getting reincarnated and they're they're what's the name of the villain that they're fighting? The one that pretty much can't die. I know he was prominent in animated um, like Justice League. Vandal the Savage. Vandal Savage. Thank you. There we go. Vandal Savage. We haven't seen him in live action yet. So oh, here we go. I'm looking. I looked it up. Um, at least the first thing that came up, it says Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Explain why Hawkgirl won't be showing up in the film. Could it be that she is Hawkgirl? She absolutely could be. She absolutely could be. I, I mean, I I wouldn't put it past it right now. You know, like, I, I wouldn't put it past these companies. Like, we got Luke Skywalker from Star Wars again. And I wouldn't put it past, like, you know, HBO Max and Warner Brothers just to say, like, yeah, fuck it. Like, that would be a huge um, spin. And if she's Hawkgirl, it would have a great connection to Black Adam because I'd be really, I mean, I'm excited for Black Adam now, but I'd be even more excited. She'd be good. She'd be a good Hawkgirl, too. Um, yeah, there's more to her. So, 
you know, we learned Mern's a butterfly um, and what, you know, people are overtaking him. So now like there's a shit ton of people who are taking over as like, cause there's the bad butterflies and like, there's a good one. Right. And there's this, there, there might be a couple of the good ones, but, I, but it's, it's kind of this, this episode kind of like turned the story on its head because now everybody's against Chris Smith, AKA peacemaker. And he's got his racist father out there who wants him to <laughs> wants him dead too. So shit should be crazy. Yeah, that's that's kind of fun, fun, too. I, I think um, I, I don't you know, there's it's interesting because there's like they're kind of coming out with like newer characters. And I don't know if the White Dragon is DC in the DC universe. Do you know about that? I don't know. I don't I don't ever recall a largely stupid, hickey, racist guy called the White Dragon. But I can look it up real quick. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know if he's he, if he's canon to dc and like comics then he's got to be like super new because i don't know let's see yeah uh, it, it, uh, it looks like he's actually canon daniel Ducanon. yeah and the suit looks like oh wow the suit looks really good for what they did live action yeah white dragon is a legacy name used by supervillains traditionally associated with white su- supremacy the name is taken as reference to the kkk so daniel huh? Oh shit, Kyle! Look at this. This is good. this might play into your um, uh, theory. So Daniel Ducanon, an enemy of Hawkman, was the original dragon, a neo-Nazi in a powerful suit of armor, which focused on his fire powers. Very suspect. Very suspect indeed, Hawkman. So, um, wow, <laughs> Peacemaker's probably gonna blow our balls off here coming up um, with those final two episodes, especially with everything that we got. Um, you know, we're. I'm glad that they're like dropping Justice League member references here and there because you know they're they're making it very clear as day that these, you know, heroes exist within this universe. Do you ever think that we can maybe like in the final episode of Peacemaker? Do you think like a Justice League member would show up just to help them out? Um, I mean, I hope I hope uh, the HBO Max shows are taking a, a cue from Disney plus in the star Wars, which they have to be because they're always constantly competing with each other and realizing like, you know, the internet was destroyed when Luke Skywalker showed up. Um, they, they should have a justice league member show up like absolutely 100%. That should happen. Oh my God. If, if Ben Affleck showed up as in Batman, because Abadio, uh told her wife said, let's just go back to Gotham. So you never know. Ugh. I mean, you know, I I feel like this the future of the Justice League and the DC universe has been in suspense for so long. I, I can, almost can't even take it anymore. Like where's Superman? Batman is 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 like retiring. So and again, I'm just going to say it. If they put Supergirl and Batgirl in replacement of Batman and Superman, I will not fucking watch this film. I'm done. Watch this film. That's the dumbest thing that they could possibly do. Take a cue from the CW, which I'm going to, I'm going to yell about right now where it just, it doesn't fucking work. It does not fucking work. I'm not saying that females can't be superheroes. They absolutely can be. They are great story arcs with Batgirl in in particular that I want to see played out in the movie coming out. But back to the CW, CW needs to fucking stop. They need to fucking stop. They keep, you know, it's like that episode of South Park where, I think it was actually Indiana Jones where they like you see George Lucas and Steven Spielberg show up and they start raping Indiana Jones. 
this is what it's like. Like they just are raping the DC universe. They're like, they don't give a shit about these franchises. They don't treat it with care. I mean, they used to first couple of seasons of arrow and the flash were amazing, but now it's just watered down, horrible television, like just trash. Superman is the exception because while it isn't like, you know, top tier grade writing, it's still a good, it's, it's a, it's a good show. It's what like the arrow arrow and the flash used to be, but Holy fuck. Why in God's name, are you adding a Gotham Knights TV series? As much as I would love to see that we, we already got one. It's called Titans. We already have that show. It's called Titans. They do it well. You're not going to do it well. It's going to be fucking trash. I'm calling it out right now. I I won't even give it a second look because it's on the CW. I'm mean, like, no thanks. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm done. I'm even hesitant, and I know you're keeping up with Superman and Lois, but I'm I'm even hesitant to watch super, the second season because I like I don't want to get my heart in it and then just be like it cranked out and turn into normal CW bullshit. I don't see why they keep doing this. Like the ratings are abysmal. Like just let it die. Let it fucking die. If you have under like a million viewers per episode, just just like take the hint. Like you know, and and to put it in perspective for you longtime fourth mother boxers, uh, when Supergirl came out, very first season was had eleven million views. Eleven million. Yeah. Now it's below. If you look at if you look at the viewership rating for any of the CW shows, you're they're probably not even cracking a million. Like if that's telling you something, let it fucking die. It's a parody of itself. Time has moved on. Like it, you have shit like Star Wars, the Star Wars TV shows, you have the Marvel TV shows and the HBO Max TV shows. That's the way to do it. That's the only way to do it. You keep the episode short. You write a good story. You, you cast good people in it. It fucking works. Nailed it's it just, on there. Just trash, trash television. It is, it is trash, and and it's 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 rare that you'll hear us bash on DC. But if they take it the way that Grace Randolph put off with those rumors, you know, when and we've talked about it a few episodes with the Justice League being Batgirl, Supergirl, Black Canary, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. I'm gonna go see the Flash. It's set to release at the end of this year. I'm gonna go. I mean, I I think that'll be bumped to next year, but. I will go see it when they release it. I will be excited. I will go in with my thoughts, but I will go in with an, an open mind. But if that's the way you take that movie and you ended it like that, I, 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 I'll write you a letter, DC. I, and, and it's you and I will, will me and the DC extended universe will, will break up. Uh, and I will focus solely on Matt Reeves, the Batman which tickets are going on sale on February 10th. And Kyle is going to be a real gene. He's going to be secure of some tickets to go see it. The midnight showing. Fuck yeah, we are. And uh, not only that, Tom, you told me just last night that there is a Batman prequel novel. And I'm like, how did something Batman get by me of all people? Immediately. I, I, I ordered it immediately. So did I. It's, it's actually waiting for me in my, my complex um, front office, because for whatever reason, they delivered it to them and not to my door, but I digress. So I, I can't wait to dive into that. The only thing I know for sure out of it is we find out how Bruce turns an old muscle car into the Batmobile. So can't wait to read it. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Mike, for that. Yeah, I know we haven't heard from you in a, in a second, but are you excited about the upcoming The Batman movie with Robert Pattinson? I am like super excited. I cannot wait to see it when I get the chance. 
when it comes out. Excellent. So you're 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 like a casual superhero fan. So, and I know you've seen the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. You and I actually saw Dark Knight Rises together. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what well, uh, like what were your thoughts if like they took the Justice League, who's currently Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg? If they took that and turned it into what I mentioned earlier, how would that make you feel as like a casual fan? Um, I think the whole world would explode. Like, so you're talking like on one, you know, one picture, right? All yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. I I think the whole world would explode, and if done right, it'll be amazing. Yeah, but there, there it's it's like it's like I I get worried and and Kyle and I have talked about this before. It's like I just get concerned that they're make shoehorning these characters into these spots and not letting them shine on their own, in the name of some social justice fight. And 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 it's 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 you, you can't tell me there's no other reason to why they're doing it than that. Okay, because just like Kyle mentioned, Batgirl has a lot of good fucking stories. Okay, look at the Killing Joke. When she basically turns into Oracle. Now that's that's more of a Batman story, but that's a really big Batgirl moment. The story arc that we got out of Batgirl from the Arkham games is phenomenal. You know the way she takes down all of those, uh, you know, Joker thugs and eventually gets to Harley. And you you play as this. That that's a great Batgirl story, and that was a video game. He's like, you can do it right. And and I I will. Yeah, go ahead. Story arc in Arkham. Arkham Knight was was amazing. Like absolutely. Like you get it actually gets you in the feels a bit too, at least for me. Yeah, it does cuz you deal with Commissioner Gordon who is her father, you know, thinking she's dead, you know, she was already paralyzed by the Joker previously and then this is weighing heavily on Batman for a good amount of the game. It's just such a good story. Um, you know, Bruce eventually saves her after Scarecrow kicks her off the roof. <laughs> that was nuts. But uh, so it's it's and the only the, the only slightest bit of hope, Kyle, that the Snyderverse or just good stories about our favorite Trinity is out there is is what I showed you last night. Uh, there was the cryptic story that Ezra Miller shared um, and people are kind of got their panties in a bunch about it. And they're like, what the hell does this mean? So Ezra Miller screenshotted a article from a website don't know what website it was but like underlined the fact that it said like ben affleck in his like final role as batman or something like that and then he just wrote in joker like language it is ha 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 it was a red and it looked it looked like the joker like wrote it so everyone's just like what the fuck this is gonna be like uh dc's no way home for sure and it it might uh rival it quite a bit and i think it's uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember when it's coming out because they they change the release dates for these movies every other day. But man, that's going to that's going to fucking be something else. I, I I can't wait, I especially because people don't really know much about The Flash. And even if you watch the CW, like that's not really an accurate represent representation of The Flash. The Flash no. has so many great story arcs and storylines, especially with the Justice League. And this is where it's really going to start to shine. I mean, I think Ezra Miller is a, gr- a great actor. He's a great pick for this Flash, and I can't wait to see more of it. Yep, me too. I, I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of things that got delayed, I think you saw that Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which is the game that we wanted the most this year. 
I was delayed till 2023. Is that right? <sighs> yes. I feel like they do this all the time. They get our hopes up with these games and then they're just like, well, it's going to be delayed. I mean, I'm happy to see the trailer. Um, we, we are still getting two prominent games this year. They said that they are coming this year, even though we haven't seen a lot. I mean, we haven't seen, um, well, Hogwarts legacy, which is probably I'm, I'm super anticipating. I'm like way more anticipating more than Gotham Knights, but Hogwarts yeah. legacy and Gotham Knights are what are, uh, two games that we're getting this year. So I, I can't wait. Oh, Hogwarts legacy is going to be lit. Like I'm actually, now that you reminded me of that, cause I felt like that keeps getting pushed back and I forgot that it's this year. Is there a month yet? Uh, not yet, but that was actually supposed to come out last year. So, um, Man. but you know, I feel like we've been waiting a long time. Like people in the Harry Potter community have been waiting a long time for, for a game like this, because, you know, if you, if you like go on YouTube and just like put in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for like video game, it's, it came out in 2001 and, and it was I mean, I had all these games and they were fun for the time, but like they are so dated now that they're, they're you kind of can't really play it. So we we want this like it. And it kind of sucks. Like some of these great movies came out a long time ago, like the like the OG Star Wars trilogy. Imagine having like an OG Star Wars game with today's video game standards like that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's eventually coming, but you, you nailed it on the head. It's like an oh, open world Hogwarts game. Yeah, so um, they could easily, easily just say episodes one through three, it's going to be live action. People would lose their fucking mind. You don't need to do the 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 prequels, like the episodes one, two, and three, because I feel like, I don't know, there's not really much there outside of the third episode, episode three, and it just doesn't maybe justify doing that, but I don't know. There's a lot there. They could do that. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League not coming out till probably next year. Maybe it might still come this year, but I doubt it. All right. We shall see. But the last bit of news that we had, and I don't know anything that much about this character other than she's a clairvoyant, but we're getting a Madam Web movie with Dakota Johnson um, playing Madam Web. Kyle, do you know anything about Madam Web? I do from the 90s Spider-Man animated. Uh, she was heavily featured in this show. And I think right you know, uh, before Spider-Man No Way Home, I would be like, mm, I don't think that's necessary. But now very much so like that's going to maybe she's probably going to be the connecting piece to all these other universes like the Spider-Verse. So in the sense of uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's. I mean, I, as far as I keep reading, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are not done yet. So. We want to see more of them. We want to see some more Spider-Man, uh, you know, some other Spider-Verses, too. That would be really cool. I, you know, and initially, just to touch on No Way Home, I was surprised that they didn't do this. I kind of, when I first initially heard about the plot of the film, I thought he would be traveling to other universes. Like, they had a, um, maybe it was like a five-episode story arc in one of the Spider-Man animated series. And it was actually done really well where he was going to different universes. So, he was in the 2099 universe. He was in like the, the old like timey universe was like the 1920s or thirties was like the Spider-Man noir universe. And so that was really cool. I mean, and then he eventually ended up in, um, Miles Morales's universe cause they, they were separate. 
and that 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 would be really cool. I mean, I could see the future of Spider-Man going this route and Madam Web being the connecting piece. I, I just don't know how you get a whole movie out of it. If if anything, it might just be like a one off like Rogue One, where it's like we're just giving you this movie to kind of tell you what had happened and to explain kind of fill in the blanks of like this is how the Death Star came into be. And yeah. this is gonna be like well, who the hell is Madam Web and what is her role in all this? So, um, yeah, so I could I can honestly see it and I would definitely go see that movie because that that'll be that'll certainly connect a lot of dots and tell us the future. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So now that you've kind of made mention and kind of sparked a memory, I'd forgotten about her being in that animated series. I'm I'm pretty much more invested in this. and I can't wait. Um, I don't know much about Dakota Johnson, but I'm I'm sure. It's, I think it's a Sony flick. They probably cast it very well. And I wouldn't put it past them that we'll see one of the three Spider-Men in this flick. If not all three, who the hell knows? Like the way, what the kind of media we've gotten Star Wars are and with superhero and fantasy lately. It's, it's, I'm willing to bet anything will happen. So, all right, gentlemen, we have, we have gone on a minute today, um, almost an hour and a half. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. And Mike, real quick. After you have finally watched all nine Star Wars episodes, I'm going to do this for you. By the right of the council, by the will of the force, rise, Michael Norat, Jedi Knight. You are officially been knighted a Star Wars fan. Oh, shit. I felt the chill after that one. All right. Of course. <laughs> um, it's the, uh, it's my Jedi, you know, let me know. There you go. Yeah, yeah, the the force is strong within you. So, any any last uh, thoughts before I throw it over to Kyle to end it for us? Oh uh, yeah, I do want to circle back to Star Wars. Um, I actually because you know I woke up this morning, did not have my coffee. I had my information mixed up. It was actually the fight scene from Revenge of the Sith that I loved. Oh yes, okay, absolutely. And Anakin turns into. You know, Darth Vader right there. That was pretty badass. I still love the fight scene in um, Return of the Jedi, but that one was my favorite from Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah that makes sense. Uh, another thing, another thing, um, Kyle. Yes, sir. Your, your thought from last week about, you know, Luke being in the caves the whole time, you didn't like that, right? Luke being in the caves. Um, oh, oh, yeah, from The Last Jedi. Okay, yeah. yes. So I could probably persuade you on why you're wrong. Let's hear how it. It was actually better than it, you think. Um, he is a Jedi. He does not need to be in person to fight anything. Being in the caves where he, you know, yes, he was hiding, but when he finally came to his senses and realized he had a fight. He didn't have to leave. He just, you know, he, he showed his powers and, you know, fought that way. And I think that's what a Jedi is. You can do anything from anywhere and get the job done. You know, I mean, that's, that's very true. And that's not a bad thought. And I, I will say this is that like, Luke Skywalker kind of playing up like he's the really depressed and bitter um, recluse out in this ocean. Um, I don't know what planet it is on. I'm sure Tom will know. But um, what what, what planet? Octo? 
Is it just like, is that just like there's nothing on that planet? Nope. Um, that's that, that was the home of the first Jedi temple. Oh, wow. Oh, so like where they were building it, like in, uh, Boba Fett, is that Octo then? No, no, that's, that's, we believe is agent Claus. That, that's a, that's a different planet. Um, Octo, nobody knows where to, I mean, nobody knew where to find Luke. Nobody knew he was on Octo and I think he kind of hit it. Um, but you remember the, remember when, um, Yoda shows up in the last Jedi and then he like takes the lightning bolt down and like sets the temple on fire. That was the first temple ever built. Yoda was trying to show basically prove a point to him like that. All that shit could be gone, but you can't take your true path away. You know, you can't you get to learn from failure. Yada, yada, yada. So yeah, first, first Jedi temple on Octo. Okay. So I didn't, I like that storyline. It just, I feel like they needed more. They needed to add a lot more to it. I, you know, they didn't show a lot of backstory to like Kylo Ren. And they kept talking about like, you know, him training Kylo Ren and hey, how he had this raw and tame power. And and like I was saying, I think it was maybe last week, if they come out with like a, a like Knights of Ren series or a Kylo Ren series or something like that, where they kind of get more of his backstory, I think it's going to help make The Last Jedi make more sense, at least for me personally. And um, you know, just so I didn't, I wasn't necessarily mad at that part, but I just felt like, you know, I don't know. I mean, the way he made his exit, I, I just like Obi-Wan and I know Tom probably will, will defend this. It just, I feel like it's, it's like, you should show up, you know, don't like, don't be a bitch and like, you know, force ghost in, you know what I mean? Yeah, Come in Jedi. physical form and, and whoop Kylo Ren's ass. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, you're you're showing your powers though that that's the whole point of being a jedi you don't need to be there you don't need to whoop his ass you can just you can point at him and he'd be gone it, it's true but like works hard not hard all right, all right. Oh, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no no no, no. tom yeah. you hold on okay so how cold how don't tell me like it wouldn't be awesome if luke skywalker showed up in physical form and there was like an all lightsaber battle with kylo ren that would be fucking cool <laughs> That fucking happened. No, he like they he like that. It, it really didn't happen. That really didn't did. happen. At all. It was like it was like the quickest like fight in history. It was kind of like the Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. And that's how ridiculous it was. Like when the wolf showed up and you thought, oh, fuck, yeah, we're going to have the Hulk be the Hulk and not some coffee shop bitch. The Hulk's going to get in this all fight with this wolf. And then they just roll off the bridge and you don't see the rest of it. It's fucking stupid. This isn't that bad, though. That's not that bad, okay? So I'll give you that. But I'm just saying, like, I wanted more from that scene. Bigger okay. fight scene. Okay. Um, first and foremost, Luke Force portrayed himself that we've never seen any Jedi do before in the in the past from God knows how far away Octo was from Crate. okay? Uh, he Force projected himself to, to, first off, he tricked Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, Ben Solo is powerful as fuck. Tricked him. Right. You know, the rage he couldn't see. He was blinded by the dark side. So um, Luke's projection is sitting there not only for a reason for for Mike's point to kind of prove how powerful he is and show that point, but also to try and show Ben that he didn't have to essentially continue down the path that he had chosen. It's like he was proving a point to Kylo Ren. And, and, and I know I know we're trying to wrap up here and I can go on forever here. But but Luke was trying to prove a point. He thought he still could save Ben. And he even said to him, like, 
you'll never learn. And and when when you know he cuts right through him, and again by doing the most Jedi thing possible, he was literally giving a distraction for the resistance to leave to find a way out of the base before the first order. But he could have showed up and like whoop some ass too. I mean, he has the power to force project himself all the way onto another planet. I mean, if he was in person, like what could he have done? Like he could have done a lot more. And no, I don't know. He did. He, no, he didn't want to kill Ben. He didn't want to kill his nephew. He he did not want to do it. He, he killed Han Solo. I mean, I feel like after Han Solo, he's got to go. Like he killed his dad. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Uh, but no. that that plays into the overall storyline of Kylo Ren, and I. I love Kylo Ren. It just like this, this will eternally bother me by how they transitioned him. It just didn't feel natural. It really didn't. I mean, it just seems like it's so heinous to kill Han Solo. And then now he's a good guy. It just doesn't feel like it fits for me. He redeemed himself just like Anakin redeemed himself when, but you know, it's like, how could you redeem yourself after that? Like, are you okay with Vader doing it? Doing um, well, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess it maybe it's different because like Vader didn't really kill like a prominent like character, really. He killed kids. He he, he killed Obi-Wan Kenobi. We were talking about this last week. No. Yeah, but he didn't kill Kenobi. Kenobi just fucking peaced out. That's what he did. He peaced out. He was he left his clothes. And so he's probably like peaced out and he's like on a nude beach somewhere. I mean, I don't know. How the fuck were you able to get through like four years of school and get a master's degree? Like how the how the hell were you able to put it together? There's no body though. <laughs> like he just he let Vader like kill him with the lightsaber. I don't think so. I do not think so. Like he he pieced out. I don't know what happened after it, but like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. There's no body. He left his clothes. Like he just it's he like let him he let it happen. Like it's it was different. Like Han Solo dead. Okay, we saw it. He got a lightsaber through the chest. He fell off the fucking bridge. He's dead. Obi Wan Kenobi. Who knows? Maybe he used all his power and he, and he died when he disappeared. I have no idea. But it didn't. Vader did not kill him. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your I, rambling, incoherent <laughs> response for you, even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room on this podcast is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I will choose business ethics for the next one. <laughs> did you did you look this up? Did you yes, look that up? Okay, I hundred percent did while you were ranting. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, anyway, Mike, you had yeah, some good yeah. thoughts though. So. Yeah. Yeah, good thoughts. And we're going to end it on Kyle's stupidity. Um, uh, I, I do have some final thoughts. Sure, give them to us, you fucking chode. But it has <laughs> nothing to do with... Uh, uh, so do you have anything else to say, Tom or Mike? No, no. I'm I'm, I'm going to go force die and, and disappear. Okay, good. And you're not going to... Yeah, you're going to force die and leave your clothes. So make sure you are nude somewhere with Vaseline covered all of your body. You're sick, but go on. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So my final thoughts is uh, for one CW. As because we all know that you're going to rape our, our some of our most beloved characters of Batman. You can you can just go shit in the hat. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>